What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It takes 10 seconds for somebody to walk into your Instagram and walk back out. So that's why your bio is important. That's why your highlights are important. And that's the, that's why the way you roll out your content is necessary as well. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back. Welcome to the show. All right, y'all, listen, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, you know, one of the most important parts um, to building your business is um, your, your branding and, and your marketing strategies, right? So um, I wanted to bring somebody on today who um, is a practitioner, a Ooh. practitioner. You like that word, right, Chastity? Ooh, <laughs> A practitioner of social media marketing, branding, um, marketing and branding. Sorry, and um, you know we 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 work together on some projects. Um, she is my go-to for all things social media. Um, I want to welcome to the show Chastity Dion. Welcome to the show, Chastity. Welcome. Say hello to the Hustle Fam. Yo yo yo. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, child. So listen, right? When you're building your business, man, it's, it's, it's all about making sure you guys have that presence um, online, right? Making sure you have your brand in tight, making sure people recognize you, people notice who you are, they know your name. And we're going to talk about some different ways, um, you know, how we do that, how we get that brand recognition up, and also how we, how we, how we market ourselves, um, whether it's B2B, whether it's B2C, um, you know, all the way around. So, so Chastity, I know, I, I know you got a lot of value and a lot of, a lot of, you know, bombs you're going to bring to the audience today. So I'm really excited about this show. I am too. Thank you for the opportunity. For sure. For sure. Let's get it. All right, Chastity. So first, as always, I like to get into my guest backstory, right? I want to figure out how you got here, um, you know, doing what you're doing now. So let's talk about it. Give me a little bit of uh, a little information about your background. So uh, Chastity Menz is the name, born and raised in Houston, Texas, um, graduated from the University of Houston um, with a double major in communications and, um, and business management. And so during that time, I had the opportunity to study abroad. Um, and I knew I wanted to study abroad, but I knew I couldn't financially get to that country based off of the amount of money I was making. So I was introduced to uh, a woman who was selling hair and uh, kind of told her my situation, told her I was wanting to study abroad. I guess she enjoyed my energy, liked my drive, and she gave me the opportunity to come in and start selling hair here locally in Houston. Um, so I did have the opportunity to study abroad in Mexico, and I was pumping hair directly from my laptop and my computer. Um, and I then realized that I didn't know a lot of people in Houston. I mean, I knew enough people, but I wanted to know more. Um, so at that time, that's when Mary Kay was popping. And so you had rep representatives all over the nation selling these Mary Kay products. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well, how do I make 
Um, how do I take my brand to the next level? Obviously, I don't know a lot of people. How can I make hair genetics like a household name? So then um, I came up with the idea of HG It Girls, which were what we call now brand ambassadors. And um, the HG It Girls were at every university in Texas, Texas Southern, U of H, um, Texas State, UTSA, all of them. And so from there, I kind of grew my name um, locally, Texas, you know, Texas to be exact. And then it just it just blew up. Um, but during that time, your girl was a, a young entrepreneur and I was seeing so much money. Um, and with me seeing so much money, I didn't reinvest it back into my business. You know, I was buying bottles, clothes, anything and everything that a young adult should buy. Um, I was doing. And so just as much as God gave it to me, he took it away. And so after that, um, and that was a six-figure business. So I don't even know where my money went. It just, I, when, I, when I was thinking about getting that storefront, when I was thinking about kind of taking my brand to the next level, I couldn't really see the true rotation of my brand because my, my money management was off. Um, so um, after that, um, I realized a lot of the individuals who I worked with during, you know, me selling hair for, for those years, a lot of their brands were, you know, popping. They had, you know, brand visibility. They were seeing a lot of money. So I was like, okay, well, my business didn't fail because of my marketing and my branding. My business failed because of my money management. Um, so after that, I did, you know, some freelance work. Um, I worked under another marketing agency, learned the ins and outs realized some things that I didn't want to, you know, I realized what I wanted my brand to represent and how I wanted to treat my clients. And then I jumped out on faith after um, losing my job. I had a job at that time. I was a product marketing manager for a Fortune 500 company. So they, they laid me off. They gave me a severance package. Unemployment came through. I kind of still had a buzz and uh, one of my good friends allowed me to come into his office and uh, work as um his director of marketing based off of our relationship that we had 10 years plus when he started his tax business. Um, and from there it's been history. Um, just really using social media, um, as my main form of promoting my business, doing right by people, building strategic relationships, aligning myself. And, um, as of October, I will be in business for declared marketing for over two years. So, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Congratulations. All right. Thank cool. you so much. So, so so let's get into a six-figure business. Um, like you said, young, you know, blew the money fast, built what? it up, had to start over. You know, a lot of a lot of us can resonate with that story. You know what I mean? Um For sure. but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Is is not how you how you fall down, it's how you get right back up, right? For All right, sure. so let's talk about it. So, what does declared marketing do? So Declare Marketing is a, a marketing agency. So, you know, as I, as my clientele, you know, switches um, and increases, I'm noticing that I definitely provide the marketing consulting. You know, I show people how to strategically align themselves with their target audience. But then on the flip side, I also help small business owners with the branding component. That's the, bl- that's the planning and the strategy. So I'm a consultative marketing and branding consultant that shows, um, number one, uh, shows small business owners how to strategically align themselves with their target audience. Number two, I help um, small business owners curate content. Oftentimes, um, you know, people are just spending money on so much, you know, so many things and they don't see their true return on their investment. So I'm providing them with resources that can eliminate those costs 
I'm also opening up my network to them. My network becomes their network. I call myself the alley queen. I'm always, you know, throwing alleys, alleys. to <laughs> throwing alleys to different people. No but most importantly, my goal is to help small business owners shift their paradigm. So that's the th- those are the lessons or the losses to lessons or lessons to losses. And so I just basically help my clients number one not make the same mistakes I make. Strategically align themselves with their audience curate content on them their own, open up my network, and most importantly, shift their paradigm where they're looking at their business from a different perspective. They're creating content that's outside of the box and they're aligning themselves with their network um, plus more. Got you. All right. So let, let's simplify this for the audience because a lot of people, I think, don't know the difference between branding and marketing, right? They kind of pair them together. Um, so when we say branding, what is branding? Branding is what you see. Um, it's your logo colors. Um, it could be your messaging. Um, it's, it's basically what the consumer sees, you know, and, and it's not always based off of um, what it looks like. It's based off of what is perceived to their audience. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, there's, you have to be delicate about, you know, the things that you put online, you know, cursive doesn't look well. You have to be mindful of the colors that you curate your content with. You have to be, uh, you know, uh, intact with the way you want to be perceived to your clients, the way you talk to people online and so forth. So it's basically what the consumer sees. Got you. So, and what would marketing be? Marketing is how you get them to see it. So it's like, okay, this is my goal, right? This is what I want it to look like. Well, the goal is to create marketing strategies so they can see it and so they can resonate with it. And so my goal is to help. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. At least. Um, I want to educate the consumer and then I want the consumer to purchase the product or service that 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 person may provide or basically whatever call to action the business may have. I want the consumer to be able to do it. So that's the marketing. So the consumer wants to see it and we're getting them to to see what we want them to see. Got you. All right. So when we talk about building a brand, um, what are the some of the initial steps when you first start your business? Obviously, you have to form your business. Um, What are some of the first things that you want to do to start building your brand recognition? I think it's important. I think oftentimes entrepreneurs just jump out the gate. They see Molly, they see Susie, they see Tommy and they say, "Okay, I want to do that. Or they feel like they are interested in something. And I think it's important to do competitive research, number one, straight out the gate. You have to know what's going on in your industry. You have to understand the price points. You have to understand your target audience. And so once you get through that competitive research with your goal in mind, I think it's important to start to build your branding. What do you want your brand to look like? And oftentimes that's based off of creating realistic goals. Okay, this is where I'm trying to get to. How can I get to it? Um, based off of the competitive research, what is it that I see people doing to get to their goals or similar goals that I have? And then begin to you know, associate yourself or find a good graphic designer. Graphic designers are hard to come by, I ain't gonna lie to you. Find a great web developer. Um, I think oftentimes also when businesses, because social media is so important, 
people may come up with a business called Day in Bloom, right? And Day in Bloom seems like it may be a generic name. No one's ever used it before. But the first thing that a, a business owner should do is go to GoDaddy and see if that URL is available, number one. Number two, they should go to social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest to make sure that their handle isn't, you know, that account name isn't taken and then move forward. Because oftentimes people come up with businesses, they come up with the name, they spent the money and then they go to social media and somebody already has their name taken. And so that goes back to the brand visibility. You want it, you want to make it easy for the consumer to be able to one buy into your business, but also be able to recognize your business just like that. And so you want to have some type of similarity across, across all of your, your, your branding and your marketing and online. Got you. How, how much do you think someone should budget for their, for, for branding? It just really just depends. There's, there's real live levels to it. I feel like you, you know, um, there's levels, you know, you can get you a decent logo for $150. Um, but you know, when you spend money, you make money. So when you invest in, you know, the right things, you see a true fruitation of your money. And so it just really depends on what you're trying to do. Um, but it also depends on, I think oftentimes business owners, we don't do that research. You know, we tag, tag your favorite graphic designer and then there's 50, you know, graphic designers that have been, you know, tagged, but we're not looking at their website. If their website is not optimized and that just lets you know, that may not be the business owner you need to work with. Ask for, you know, their portfolio. So there's a lot of process of elimination, but it just re really depends on how, you know, where you want to take your brand, honestly speaking. Got you. So when you say like, like, like research, for example, so if you are a, um, if you are a, let's say, um, a trucking company, right. And you had, you, you're specific, you, you do a specific niche, right. You're, you, you do something, um, you do box trucks, right. What, what, that, that, that's what you do. You're trying to get, um, obviously you want to attract drivers, right. And you also want to attract possible customers, right. Um, what are what, what are the things that like when you're doing that research, like are you looking at other companies that are similar and like yours and you're trying to kind of like uh, replicate that or like what, what are you doing when, when you do your brand research? Like when so you talk about me, this research phase. So for me, it's kind of like, OK, if I have five competitors and they all have truck icons in their name, then maybe I may want to include some type of truck icon into my name because that's what that's what has been that's what people are you know recognizing trucking companies to have um also depending on the target audience can i say this what is the what is the uh what percentage of men are truckers what percentage of men man that's a good question i uh what percentage are men to women Yes. Yeah. You're looking at probably like 90, 90, 95%. Right. And so when you're thinking about those and you have to understand, that's, that's why it's so important to understand your target audience because men are not looking for, you know, the willy nilly. They just want the, you know, straight to the core. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just, it's just really based off of who you are wanting to attract. But the research is so important because 
There's no need to spin the wheel when if you do your research enough, you should be able to come into the industry and know exactly what's needed. And mm. so it's it's by looking at logos. It's by looking at brand messaging. You know, guys aren't looking for a beautiful logo. You know, they're not basing their their decision off of what your your logo looks like. Maybe they're basing their decision off of your brand messaging, those those layman words, those terms that'll resonate with them. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it for me, branding is just that research component is so necessary. But knowing your target audience is even more necessary. So in a dominated male industry the things that may be important to women may not be the same, may not carry the same importance to men. And so that may dictate the way your brand looks as a whole. Got you. How do you figure out what platforms that you should um, be on like social media platforms? I think you should be on all of them because there's a benefit to having a social stamp on all of them. Um, Specifically on Google. um, Definitely when you, when you type in your business name, your website should populate, but then Facebook should populate. And then, so basically these are social stamps. So if the consumer wants to determine is this person legit or not, you have four or five websites, URLs, Facebook URL, Instagram URL, that's giving them like giving you that backing for them to kind of dive into your business as a whole. So I think all of them are important, but most importantly, Facebook is great. Um, Facebook is amazing. Um, it's the number one platform for small businesses. Instagram is dope just because it's where 60% of people, millennials make their buying decision. Um, Twitter is important just because you can stay up to, you know, stay up on the news and so forth. It's not as far as the trucking industry could be beneficial. Eh, Neither here nor there. Um, If you're really wanting to kind of dive into the new wave of just being thinking outside of the box and kind of bringing some personality to your brand, TikTok is crazy. Um, And uh, LinkedIn from a professional standpoint, a lot of big, big decision makers are on LinkedIn as well. So I think all of them. Got you. I think one of the most difficult parts that, that or the difficult challenges that people face when they're trying to build their brands on um, social social media is curating content. Um, what 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 advice can you give about curating content for businesses? Well, 50 percent of people make their buying decision because of the product or service that you provide. So that's the industry that everybody's in. Everybody drives trucks. Everybody does consulting. Everybody does taxes, hair, nails. Everybody does that. The other 50% of people make their buying decision because of the product or service. I mean, because of who you are. So I think nowadays, you know, people like to know what's going on behind the scenes. They want to get an understanding of who you are. They kind of, you know, for me, when I transitioned from hair um, to consulting, I asked, you know, well, I asked a few people, you know, what was their thoughts? And so a lot of them didn't know that I had let my business go. Um, I then realized that 50% of my clientele was men based and men weren't buying hair. Right. So a lot of times when I was talking to them, they was like, yo, Chastity, you know, we just rock with you, you know, because you were a hustler. We loved your drive. We love everything that you represented. And backdoor, you posted great. You know, the women that you posted online always look good. That was strategic. I wanted people to buy into me before they bought into my business. But at the same time, when you respect someone and you admire somebody and when you support someone, it goes 
it goes, you know, hand in hand. And so when people think of me as just Chastity Dion, they think of, you know, the OG of hair, hair genetics, but they also think of me as a boss, a person who supports, a person who uplifts other people, a person who's always, you know, never not working. So I think there has to be a happy medium. You got to still maintain your branding as far as the way your brand looks and the information that you're putting out. But then you got to give them the happy medium that provides that transparency, that organicness. And so um, I kind of think of good marketing is like a mom and pop marketing. You ever been to like a mom and pop barbecue spot in the hood? Yes, for sure. And so, and, and so why do you continue to go there? What's your reason for going to this mom and pop barbecue spot? Um, familiarity. Um, it makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel home. It, 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 um, the, the food, it reminds you of, you know, or, or, or if the food or whatever the product is, it, it, it gives you a sense of, um, you know, like self, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like body identity. Right. Have you ever met one of like going to a mom and pop restaurant? Have you ever met one of the owners before? Yeah, hundred percent. They come around, they talk to you, right? Yeah. You build relationships with them. Um, you you go in just because you know, man. Let me just go support you know the the mom and pop you know barbecue store. Right. And so I think you know marketing is about building relationships. And so good marketing is you know why do you in your opinion why do you feel like people love truck and hustle? I know the answer, but. Yeah. Tell me, tell me why you love people love truck and hustle. I, I think people love truck and hustle because it it it's a um, it's 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 information, right? Um, and it's a, it's an opportunity to get information, but the way it's presented, it it's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's it's information in a comfortable environment to where you can learn and feel like you're learning um, from people who who. You, you, you feel like oh, your brothers or your sisters, you know what I mean? Like you don't, it's, it's the information is not over your head. It's very tangible information and we make it and we simplify it. You know what I mean? And I think also on top of that, I think it's the stories, like people being able to see themselves inside of the people who are on. Yeah. The yeah. And so that's what it is. I think good marketing is, it's like if Instagram goes away, I know for a fact that people are going to be able to, find me. And it's based off of the social stamp that I've created online. Um, I strategic strategically oftentimes on Instagram, when people tag me, they tag my personal page, but they also tag my business page. And I may not even be pumping on my business page, but I have created that stamp. I put it in their face that I am Chastity Mims, Chastity Beyond, the proud owner of Declared Marketing. So both of them happen hand in hand. And so for you, when I think of Truck and Hustle is just that. It's a community full of resources, full of people that look like me. But then also, you're dope too. You know what I'm saying? You, you're, you, you are yourself. You, 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 you. And so people want to see themselves within, uh, you know, other people or be motivated and inspired. And they, you know, they want that organic relationship and so forth. And for you, that's what brand messaging and brand identity is building a community or building a business that is powered by you, but also powered by, bi- by, by the people. And that's exactly what declared marketing is. Declared marketing is a mar- marketing agency powered by the people. Stamp. Dope, dope, dope. I love it. I love it. 
All right. What do you think about um, when you're creating content? Like, um, do you think it's good to like, like, is, is the most important thing like educating people? Do you think like when people create content or do you think like like showing your personality is more important, like showing like your behind the scenes and stuff like that? Because people go about um, about it different ways. Like you'll see some companies, they'll do like infographics. And, you know, they'll like break down, like they'll simplify information, break it down to, to the for, for the layman or, um, you know, some people just show themselves all day, like what they're doing behind the scenes. Like, what do you think is more powerful um, as it relates to like like marketing yourself? I feel like it's both. You know, I feel like it's both. I feel like people want to be educated. Um, people don't read. We were just talking about that. People don't <laughs> read at all, at all. And so those infographs are necessary for instant buy-in and instant rec- recognition. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like when I have a, as a consumer myself, I think it's important. I think it works. You know, I like being transparent. I like being organic because all those, all that is, is creating social sales funnels for me. So sometimes I've gotten into the gym um, consistently And so people, you know, I'm getting DMs all day, man, you motivate me, man, go girl. And so that's just the conversation opener. And so once you say, you know, you're motivating me, maybe I may give you my spiel. Now we've created a dialogue. Now we we're building a relationship. And what about if you're in the gym and you're in my DMs and you're congratulating me, right? And then your cousin has a business, right? And your cousin is struggling with his business and he's like, man, I need a marketing person. You don't have no business, but you've been seeing me in the gym consistently and I've motivated you to get in the gym. And then your cousin John was like, man, oh man, I need marketing. I need branding, man. I'm trying to take my brand to the next level. Because we built that relationship off of the gym, in your mind, you're like, man, who do I know? And then boom, you should hit up my girl Chastity. And just like that, it, 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 it works. So I think that there's different funnels that you can create by being yourself, but also positioning yourself as a credible brand with education, infographs, transparency, organicness that can all work in your favor. So it's a happy medium, depending on the industry. No doubt. What's, What's your favorite platform? Your favorite social media platform? Instagram is where it's at. I started. That's where I made my mark. That's where I've been. I love it. All right. So let's talk about Instagram a little bit. Can you give us um, a few tips and tricks um, and, um, to, to, to how to post on Instagram? Because I think some people don't even know like where to start. Like you'll see a lot of companies, they'll have like maybe two posts on their company page and they're just like kind of stuck. Like, can you give us some tips and tricks to using Instagram to grow your Instagram page um, and to get that recognition that we're talking about? I think um, just like I'm looking at truck, truck and hustle right now on my computer. Um, bios are important. First of all, your name has to be important. It needs to be, you know, you don't want to have a long account name, honestly speaking. Um, your profile photo has to be ideal. I'm looking at yours, truck and hustle, got you in the back, swagged out, cool, right? Right. Then we're looking at the bio. The bio is, 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 is most important because it's the first thing that the user may see when they walk into your storefront, right? And so your bio needs to provide you with the who, what, when, where, why, right? Before I walk in. And so my best, um, my best advice is to make sure that you're using bulleted information because people don't read in paragraphs. They read in bullets easier. Um, if we're looking at, you know, obviously you want to make sure that if you have multiple websites, 
You want to use Linktree. Linktree gives you an opportunity to, you know, stagger different important links that you may have within your business. Because um, if if I'm interested in something, I don't want to go to your website and have to find it. So Linktree gives you the opportunity to kind of point out the most important information with direct URLs. Um, your highlights are important. Your highlights give an opportunity for consumers to come or users to come behind you and kind of see what you have going on. So you have merch, you have Apple, YouTube, blog, Spotify, and patron, Patreon, pa Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Now, what is Patreon? Tell me what pa Patreon, Patreon is. is for um, people to just support you. So like if they want to, it's, it's like a, almost like a donation or just supporting okay. the show. Um, okay. just that exchange of just love, just saying, you know, I, I support what you're doing and there's different tiers. So you can, you, you can offer like different, um, exclusive content based on the level or the tier that that person decides to, to support you in. Okay. Yeah. So dope. So when I'm looking at those highlights, kind of, let's say if I didn't want to walk in, let, let me just see what you have going on. And those highlights should be able to give me a story before I walk into your, your Instagram page. And then, you know, honestly speaking, I know when we work together, I was wanting to, you know, I, and I tell my clients this now, good information doesn't have to have a look. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't have to have a look. Obviously, yeah. you know, I know we were trying to, you know, make it look a certain type of way. If you have good information, it, they're going it, to, it's going to, they're going to come regardless. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. so. It depends on the industry that you want. You know, you don't want to make you want to make sure that your Instagram has some type of flow. You know, my example was Ross. When you go into Ross, Ross sometimes is all over the place. But, you know, oftentimes if, you, if you're patient and you have some time to, you know, go in there and look, you can definitely find you some gems. Right. But if you're a, if you're at Dillard's, Nordstrom's, Macy's, um, Saks, you know, these department stores that really work you know, work on their merchandising, they make sure to have the, you know, the men's shoes over here, the makeup, you know, makeup over there, the women department over there. That's because they want their shopping experience to be, you know, easier. And so Instagram is set up like it really can be a storefront. So most important, you just want to make sure that the consumer is able to navigate your Instagram page, which is based off of images and videos easier. And so if it's convoluted, they may walk in your store and then they may walk back out. Mm. But if it's information that they want, they may stay on there. So it just really depends on your industry and how you want to roll out content as a whole. But it takes 10 seconds for somebody to walk into your Instagram and walk back out. So that's why your bio is important. That's why your highlights are important. And that's, the, that's why the way you roll out your content is necessary as well. Got you. How about colors? How important is are, are colors on your Colors Instagram? are important. It, you know, colors are important. Um, you know, yours is red, white, and blue, and black. I can definitely see it throughout your brand. I think colors are important, you know what I'm saying? Um, because it provides that brand recognition. Um, it, 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 it allows consumers to kind of under, not even understand. They just recognize as they, I want to have that brand where when you're walking down the street and you see me on the billboards, you're, you're like, Oh, that's declared marketing. And so it's still, it's just those small things that make it easier for consumers to kind of buy into your brand. All right. So you're, you're looking at my page now, right? Yes. All right, cool. So for the audience, give a brief synopsis of my page. Um, let, I, I want everybody to jump on my page real quick and check it out as Chastity 
breaks it down <laughs> and, and, and tells me how terrible my page is. Talk, talk to me, Chassie. What do, what do I need to fix? <sighs> so um, I believe that you have, um, I, there was, there's a point in time where you were doing this blue and this purple, I mean, this blue truck and blue and black truck and hustle. I kind of like that. It was cool. Um, tell me your reason for doing this. Was this recapping the people who, who have been on your, you know, your yeah. podcast? So basically okay. when I, when the thing was everything, I, I felt as though all the people that were on my podcast before I felt, um, the way I posted them, it wasn't really consistent. So I was okay. trying to figure out a way to where people could just like you, like you kind of said, jump on the page and just really quick at a quick glance, see everybody who's been featured on the show. So okay. I wanted to have a consistent looking tile um, that, you know, everybody can say, okay, that's the people, that's the guest, that's the guest, that's the guest. And I, I, I was doing it for a little while and I just stopped it and I just started going off and doing yeah. other things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to start from there. I can see that. Okay. So it was kind of like, I think your last episode was episode 38, right? On that blue, yeah, I think that, yeah, it may have been, I'm not looking at it, but yeah, it might have been 38. Strategically, I would have went to 50, you know what I'm saying? To go ahead and, you know, like, this is what's been going on. Yeah, this is, this is what's been going on for the last 50, 50, you know, uh, podcasts that I have, but we went to 38. Cool. Right. Bet. Now, as I scroll up, I think, you know, I see that black and blue. You know, honestly speaking, it works. And so, you know, I'm really, and I, I had to realize that, you know, when we worked together, I was hard on the way things needed to be rolled out, but you were providing so much information to the people. They're not worried about what colors you're using. They're not worried about, you know, all of that good jazz. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it works. I'm not, you know, it works. You know, it works. It right. works. Right. It works. It works. It works. Um, I do notice. I, I I am noticing you're rolling out your episodes in different ways, and you could be beta beta testing, trying to see you know what works for you. So you use Christmas Senegal, H Town, Mister yep. Investor. That's a fact. Um, big, that big you shot. know you 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 use the black background for him, and then you rolled out GADA trucking information, and you use the the beigeish background. Um, and then there's another one with the, the government contracting, you know, it's, it is all over the place, but it works. I'm not going to, you know how I get, I ain't going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, not going to die to, you know, if you was doing something crazy, I would have been in your right, you be on me. like, what's up, what's up, what you doing, brother? Um, I mean, that's but, the thing. You, you, and, and, you, and you're right. Like, I am kind of just testing different things because, you know, I admit like, I'm not, I'm not on my social media like I need to be, you know, I, I focus on just creating the, the podcast content and I should be doing a lot better with the social media aspect of it to get pe- other people and more people into, you know, listening to the podcast and so forth and so on. But a lot of times it's just like, I just wake up and I'm like, all right, what am I going to create to promote this show? And I just do it. You know what I mean? And I, and I don't know if that's always, that that's a good thing, but it's just what I do. You know what I mean? Um, so I would like to, I would like to get some more, kind of consistency around the way I promote shows, but it's just, it just depends on what I feel. I just go off what I feel for the day. You know what I mean? So, so everybody ain't got that opportunity that you have. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Everybody, you know, I, you know, the way I work with my clients, we have to struggle with the day by day, 
Once you understand the value of day by day, then we're looking at your business from a week by week perspective. Once you get the hang of, you know, maybe Sunday being your day to create content and think about what you're going to post online, then you get the hang of that. Then you look at it from um, a monthly perspective, and then you can go as big as looking at your business from a quarterly perspective. Um, And so when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And that's the beauty of kind of organizing. Social media is where 60% of people make their buying decision. Um, Honestly speaking, your brand has, you know, taken, you know, over in a sense, based off of the strategic, you know, you're, you're, you're utilizing the marketing strategy. You're getting the right people on your shows that have the right, you know, network as a whole. And so that's, what's going to drive people in, you know, all together. So it, in your case, I feel like it, you know, it is what it is now. Would it be beneficial to make it where your brand is, you know, has some type of cohesion. Yeah. But the shade room doesn't have any type of cohesion. The baller alert has like, you know, the yellow, the yellow, the yellow bar. Yeah. Earn, earn your leisure has the white, you know, the white text up top the white border. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's when it's, when it's educate, when it's information, you know, I don't know if people are just really caring about the way your brand looks, but in right. other industry, it does matter. Honestly right. speaking. How important are followers? Because I think everybody wants <clears throat> followers. How how important do you think followers are in, in this social media game? So tell me this. When you hit that 10K, what happened? For me, honestly, um, I, I mean, I felt it was like a milestone. Just personally feeling. I mean, number one, I could do the swipe up. I was waiting for my Ooh, swipe up. That swipe you know up I mean? is lit. That was, that, that, that was big. That was big. Um, but honestly, like after 10 K, it didn't really feel much different. I was like, all right, cool. I could swipe up now, but you know, you know what 10 K did for me? Honestly, it made me stop watching the, stop watching the clock. Like I didn't really care anymore. Like how many followers I had, because to me, I was like, all right, I got 10 K. I really don't even pay attention to it anymore. Like in my mind, that was a, a milestone I had to hit. And once I hit it, I, 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 from 11 to 12 to 13, I, I stopped watching really, honestly. Like even, even if, you know, I would always like say, oh, 8,000, 9,000, like I would always like promote it. And I'm like, oh, thank you for, but then after 10 Ks, it's like, all right, you know, we, we just growing and it just is what it is. So I stopped paying attention to it. So the 10 K is definitely the swipe. That's what, you know, the swipe up was the best thing because that's instant right. buy-in, right? right? Instant buy-in. I think, I think followers, it just depends on the business, the product, the industry that you're in. I think in your case, I think based off of the community that you've built, um, it does increase the buy-in for someone who is not familiar with your brand. It provides you with some type of credibility. Um, It sucks that it's based off of followers, but, you know, it's like, oh, this dude got 14,000 followers. I I must, I got to pay attention to him now. What, What does he have? that everybody's, you know, paying attention to. But at the same time, there's brands with 2,000 followers, but they have, their engagement is bananas. Right. They have 56, they got 56 comments under their, right. uh, under their, 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 their posts. They have, um, uh, they, they, they have a tribe that's, you know, specific to them. So out of that 2,000, they may have, 
500 people that have been purchasing their products as a whole. So followers matter in a sense, but it doesn't matter in a sense. You got to just be able to utilize it to your benefit, you know, but don't hang. I, I try to tell people, don't worry. You can make money regardless if you had 2000 followers to 10,000 followers as a right. whole. And a lot of times with those brands that have all of those followers, their audience isn't what they need it to be. You know, sometimes, you know, you have these girls that are hairstylists, but they have nothing but men who follow them. That's not going to work in their favor. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really matter, uh, but you have to be able to utilize it to your benefit. That 10K is, I love to swipe up. I'll be swiping up all day. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Any um, tips on helping um, to build that tribe that we're talking about? I think it's going back to, you know, honestly speaking, rolling out your business is definitely not easy. And so it may look easy, but it's not that business owners are doing it wrong. They're just not doing it right. And so oftentimes business owners are creating content based off of what they think is important. And in all honesty, I don't care what you think is, think is important. It's about what the consumer thinks is important. Mm-hmm. And so you have to create content that is going to drive the consumer to want to do something, drive the consumer to want to book a consultation, drive the consumer to want to purchase a product, drive the consumer to want to engage under your post and so forth. And I think it's, it's, it's important to have someone like myself just to be there to kind of navigate you and show you how to move and groove. It's important to have like a coach. I, I realized that my business is moving pretty quickly. And if I want to see six figures again, I'm going to need to hire a coach, you know, to help me mm-hmm. kind of maximize my time more than I am now. And so the best the, the most successful people understand the value of having a coach or a teacher to help them get there. And I think with, I think with marketing in general, it's important to hire someone on that can assist you with the things that you don't, you know, don't know how to do. And the first step is asking for help. And so once you find somebody who's the expert in that industry, then you, 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 you capitalize on that, you benefit from that, and then you begin to grow your brand in the vision you want to based off of your goals and based off of what you're trying to achieve. So. Mm, got you. Got you. Dope. Let, let's, let, let's talk about, um, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause you're a hustler. Like you said, Man. you know what I'm saying? You are never not working. You you're always, how you on, know that quote? The grind. Cause, I, know I, cause I, I know that's, I know that's what you do. <laughs> you, you always on the grind. Talk to me about, um, how you, how you're able to, um, that mindset, like talk to me about that mindset. Like how do you prepare yourself every day to get up and get out there and go get it? Knowing that, you know, like it's it, with that uncertainty, that entrepreneurial mindset, like the, like you got to go k- kill what you eat. You know what I'm saying? Talk a little bit about that because I think everybody could resonate with that. doesn't matter what industry you're in. Right. I feel like, um, I feel like for me, I just, I know there's a lot of people that are counting on me. And so from my, from my family, to my friends, to my colleagues in general, I know for a fact that I am a pillar of my community. And so oftentimes I have to lead by example. And so for me, I understand that if you want to make money, you have to work. 
And so previously when I did have that six figure business, I saw all that money, but I didn't see, you know, there was, I was in a nasty state. You know what I'm saying? I was attempting to be someone else. I was, it was just, I wasn't, I wasn't a good person because, you know, I wanted to live like the Joneses and I wasn't, I wasn't in a good place. And so when God took that away from me, I realized that that was a lesson in a lot of ways. And so what I try to do now is I try to move strategically, but it's not based off of the money I'm making, but based off of the relationships that I build. And so for me, I enjoy seeing people win. That's, that's the most, when people ask me what my passion is, my passion lies in people. So my best feeling is seeing my clients go off and just flourish. My, my favorite moments as a, a consultant is seeing my clients think outside of the box. My favorite moments are when my friends send me aha moments. Like one of my homegirls from Atlanta, she got, she was, she was laid off and I've been calling her young Martha Stewart. The girl is great with her hands. And she said, Chaz, she was like, your girl just got three big orders um, that came through this week. And it was like, she felt the need to tell me that because, you know, I'm, you know, obviously she hasn't become a client, but I'm always giving free game to my people. You know what I'm saying? And so it's those moments that make it so much impactful. And I know that, like the example that I tell a lot of people is there's it's it's from uh, the seven habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. Um, There's level four leaders. When, when you ask a level four leader, how they became successful, they say, I, 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 when you ask the level five leader, how they became successful, they say, we, I wouldn't have gotten to the place that I've where I am without the people around me. And so because of that, I want to continue to do that for my people. When I lost my job, my homeboy brought me in based off a relationship we built 10 years ago when he first started his business. That was that was now booming. When I lost my job, he brought me in, gave me an office and was like, hey, you can work out of here and paid me. You know what I'm saying? And it's so it's those little it's those little moments that make me realize I'm right where I need to be. And it just keeps me going. And so because my passion lies in people, it's, you know, I wake up because I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I I left a six figure job after 60 days. I thought this was a dream job. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to work here anymore. And they were like, you sure? Why don't you take 24 hours? And I I sat there and I went into that 60 day review, not knowing I was going to quit my job. But then I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. And so then I realized, man, I am set here to do exactly what I'm doing. And that's pouring into the people that's doing what I love. That's taking care of my people. That's aligning. That's connecting. It's networking. It's also living my best life. And that's what gets me up and you know, that's what keeps me going. Even during pandemic, the pandemic, um, I've had the most clients that I've had in a long, well, not 30, 30 declared marketing clients are sitting under my brand in July. And I think the what the pandemic taught me to do is when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You have to adapt and you have to pivot. And so because I do a lot of forecasting, I know we have some hard times coming. So I got to be able to prepare now. So when it does hit, I'm already taken care of. So yeah, man, it's it's real out here, but I 
appreciate the opportunity to just work with people who are passionate about what they do and I can just help them shift their paradigm and fall back in love with their business or take their business to new heights. So I think that's what keeps me in the game. I love it. What, what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced in building your business? I think for me, you know, with other marketing agencies out there and consultants and so forth, you know, I know that there's a lot of vultures out here, people who are taking, who are selling dreams to these people. You know, sometimes people are spending their last money on, you know, helping their brand go to the next level. And so I'm more people-based. I was just thinking about this. How can I scale my business? Everybody, my clients love that I am hands-on with them, but 30 clients is a lot. Right. And so, and so now that my business is transitioning, I'm seeing that my business is moving from, it's transitioning into, you know, B2B businesses. You know, I have doctors, I have, you know, nurse practitioners, dentists, health and wellness. I just, my clientele is transitioning. And so my goal is how do I move from being hands-on to still, um, being able to focus on the corporations and the businesses that I really will really take my brand to the next level. And so it's, it's a transition. I love what I do when you people oriented, it's hard for you to kind of, you know, scale back, you know, but, um, the difficulty is, you know, for me, that's, that's the difficulty because now I'm in this, in this place that I, I got the formula. I know how to make money. Um, I'm great at what I do. I have a plenty of success stories. Um, and so cool. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now I'm looking for what can I do for my business where I'm not, I'm not taking away from that hands-on experience that I have with my clients, but I'm, I'm taking my, my brand to the next level. Mm. Um, another key thing is there's no emotion in business. Ooh, there's no emotions in business mm. at all. I like and so, that. And so you got to make sure that your next move is your best move. You have to make sure that you have clear, you know, expectations or resentments waiting to happen. So you need to make sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's from a contract, contractual basis. Um, And you just, you know, there's no emotions in business, honestly speaking. You know, uh, as a young entrepreneur, my feelings was hurt a a lot of times. Um, And so... As, as though I still move with compassion and I'm still passionate, I still got to move smart because I have to understand that there's no emotions in business. So that's always been a struggle for me because I'm emotional. Got you. Talk about one of your favorite moments um, in, in business. Like one, um, like you said, a, a success story is something that really like, like, you know, it was, you know, just really made you smile, really made you happy. Like talk, talk about a, a really good mo- moment in your business. Man, I have, I have so many, I think, you know, I've have I've had clients that have been with me when I first started declared marketing. And although I had systems in play, you know, we were both, we, you know, these companies, we were both working together. And I guess for me, it's like, you know, one of my clients, his, his name is um, Jared Woods and he has all pro all pro was a mobile detailer. You know um, when I met him, I met him or, Someone had posted him on, I had posted when I was working at um, my job, I had posted tag your favorite mobile detailer because the company I was working for offered mobile detailing to the employees. So I was like, tag your favorite detailer. Well, they tagged him and I randomly reached out to him. Woo, woo, woo. 
he got the contract at the job. Now we're locked in. Mm. And so I'm working there and I'm seeing, you know, how he's moving and grooving. And, you know, I threw out the pitch. We sat on the phone for, you know, an hour, more than the 30 minute discovery call. And I saw where his business could go. Um, and he was in a relationship, still in a relationship, but he was in a relationship. So he was geeked. He was excited. He was ready to go. And I guess he went back to his girl and she was like, you know, I don't know if we're ready right now. I think we can do this. And it took another year for him to come back around. But when he came back around, he was ready and she was ready. And so because his business had started to kind of, you know, take off, um, when you're a busy person, you got to make time for important things. And I guess in that moment, in that time, he was like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So he made time out of his busy schedule to sit down with me. And we used to have these power hour brainstorming sessions that really positioned his brand within the four week course on his fourth week, he landed his biggest contract year to year to dirt as long as he's been in business with enterprise at the airport. Oh, if wow. you're a mobile, if you're a mobile detailer, and you got Enterprise at the airport and um, IAH is one of the biggest airports in the United States, then you yeah. already know what he's booming like. That's huge. Right? That's huge. Huge. And so, you you know, realizing that it was because of his branding. He had his website. His website was professional. When you walked into his social media, his social media was up to par. His, his Google reviews were legit. And then guess what happened? So he got the Enterprise moving and grooving. Then three months later, he was like, Chash, you remember when I said I wanted to open up that, you know, I kind of wanted to take it to the next level. I wanted to open up my, my car wash. Three months later, opened up his car wash. Guess who, guess who he called? Me. So I guess for me, it's like, it's levels. It's levels. The levels make me so excited. I see my clients go from, you know, here and then a lot of them transfer into brick and mortars or my clients are making 15,000. You know, I have, I have a few clients that are hitting well over six figures. Um, I have a lot of, you know, my, my client, Dr. T, um, she didn't need any new clients. She wasn't looking for any new clients. She was already booked out, but she wanted to make a social stamp and con co um, connect with millennials. So she's been featured on the news. She's been featured on amazing websites. She's been doing lives and so forth. So it's just the impact. I love seeing my clients just flourish. Yes. No, no doubt. No doubt. So when somebody connects with you, can you tell us a little bit? Because um, I'm sure after hearing this, you know, a lot of people are going to want to connect with you to help uh, so you can help them build their brands. Um, tell them a little bit about the process, how, how everything kind of works. Just, just to get started with you. So the most important thing is the discovery call. Within that 30-minute call, we're discussing your goals. We're discussing your visions. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm basically rolling out to you what I offer. And so as of right now, I'm offering that four-week transformation series. We're on a weekly basis. We're sitting down and we're scrubbing through your business. We're creating contact, content together. We're looking at your competitive research. Sometimes we're looking at pricing. Sometimes we're looking at your visibility online. It's kind of like you're getting a bang for your buck. By the time you leave me, um, you're going to be confident in your business. By the time you leave me, you're going to know how to create content on your own. You're going to know how to create those social sales funnels. You're going to be looking at your business from a different perspective. And then once the client is ready to move forward with me, um, then we book it and we're, we're moving and grooving for four no weeks. Doubt. No doubt. And listen, yeah, I can definitely vouch um, for, from working with Chastity. Like I said before, she is a practitioner. She is a beast at what she does. You like that practitioner, Ooh, right? I was, I was trying to figure out what's the perfect word to describe Ooh. you. And it is, it is you are truly Ooh. a practitioner. You have a, a passion 
for what you do that is truly unmatched. Like you really go in, you know what I mean? Like you really cross your T's, dot your I's, don't, don't leave nothing on the table. Like it's, 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 it's an experience working with you. So I um, I would definitely, too. what's that? <laughs> I slide in them DMs. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If she sees you wavering off the plan, she she going to be on you, man. So, sure. I mean, it's all about that accountability. So, so, so we need that. Um, all right, dope. So, so what I want to do now is I want to um, kind of start bringing the show to a close. I want to have your final thought because I always have to make sure my guests give a final thought, like a final jewel for my audience. And then just one more time, let everybody know. Um, just a call to action where they can find you, where they can connect with you and where they need to go to, to, you know, to do business. So I'll start with the final thought and then we can end off with that call to action. Um, I guess my final thought, it is Sunday. And for me, I think, um, walking by faith, entrepreneurship is definitely not easy. Um, but it's important to walk by faith and, and have God with you every step of the way. I'm a faith-based business. I've seen it all. I've had it all. And I think the best person who's been by my side, who has just continued to, man, sometimes I just have these aha moments like, dang, God, I see you. Or thank you, God. It's just those moments that let me know I'm right where I need to be, you know? And I think it was the lessons and the losses that taught me Wealth is not always monetary. Wealth is based off of the relationships that you have. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're just really struggling, um, I always tell, anytime I end my discovery call, I always tell, you know, these prospective clients, pray about it, you know, pray about it, put God, bring God into this. And so walk by faith, not by sight, continue to pray on it. Um, and I, 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 that's, that's what has gotten me here, gotten me here to this moment. So that, that would be my last my last thought. No doubt. And then one more time, let everybody know where they can connect with you and how they can connect with Declared Marketing also. Okay. So my Instagram name is I am Chastity Dion. That's C-H-A-S-I-T-Y-D-I-O-N. I'm pretty sure you're going to have it on the, you know, on the pub. No doubt. Um, and then strategically, I have my business account in my bio. So if you wanted to kind of get a mix of who I am from a personal standpoint, you can follow I am Chastity Dion. And if you want to get a mix of, you know, the professional side, you can go ahead and follow Declared Marketing, both of my accounts. And I'm pumping social media because I hang out on IG. If you want to contact, con you know, get in contact with me, slide in my DM um, and, you know, we're going to get things started for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Chastity, thank you so much for your time today. Um, Great, great, great talking to you, connecting with you. It was dope. I think you provided a lot, a lot, a lot of value for the audience. And um, listen, y'all, I implore y'all to definitely connect with Chastity, <clears throat> even if it's just to, like you said, slide in the DMs, ask a quick question. She going to be there. She going to help you out. All right. So Hustle Fam, we out. Woo! <laughs> if you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.